Hello and welcome to The Movie Garage. We are on episode 35 now and uh, I'm going to do a review of Godzilla vs Kong for you. It has just been released this weekend in cinemas and on HBO Max or on Sky TV if you're in the UK like I am and it is pay to view if you're going to watch it at home. Interesting. I kind of enjoyed it watching it at home. It's something that I definitely like to see at the pictures. Well, by the way, we're going to use the same format that we always do for the uh, movie reviews. We're going to stay spoiler free for the first few minutes. Then I'll give you a bit of a warning and then we'll get into some spoilers for the film. Interesting way of watching it. Um, I really enjoyed it. Quite comfortable sat at home with a, a glass of wine while watching two monkeys, two monkeys, two massive kaiju kick the living crap out of one another. It, it was quite good quite expensive it's 15.99 to rent on sky cinema in the uk i'm imagining it's about the equivalent price um over in america on hbo max but this is the way that we're going especially at the moment i think this is going to be here to stay to be honest because apparently this movie has done really really well it's had more streams than the snyder cut which People are billing as derogatory to the Snyder Cut, but it, it, it isn't at all because obviously they're going to want to push this format as much as possible to make sure that it works because they're going to make a hell of a lot more money out of this than they are with the Snyder Cut, which was free to view. Uh, well, subscription free to view. If you already subscribe to HBO Max, then you didn't have to pay extra. Whereas this, if you subscribe to HBO Max, you do have to pay extra. Same with Sky. Um, so all of the articles coming out about this that are screaming about how popular it's been is simply because of that because they want to show how popular this is to make more money to continue doing it a lot of big movies coming out that way over the course of the year so they're going to want to make as much as possible it's about the same price as two cinema tickets two standard cinema tickets over here in the uk and it's worth doing it's definitely something i'll be doing again um our sky bill is going to be a friggin fortune i think there's there's two movies that i want to watch this way coming out this month so we shall see. It's, uh, the lineup's looking like it's about one big release a month uh, for the pay-per-view pay ones. And we'll see how it all pans out. Anyway, uh, yeah, Godzilla vs. Kong. So, the biggest star in this movie, besides the two big monsters that kick the shit out of one another, is probably Millie Bobby Brown. Um, now, if you've seen Godzilla King of Monsters, which is um, the movie that was out previous to this, this follows on from that and her character is the same character uh, she's amazing in that godzilla king of monsters in this she is completely wasted which is such a shame because like i said she's and she's an incredible actor um she's definitely the biggest name in this film um but then there's nothing for her to do in this movie and it's ridiculous like i mean like daft to the point where um you, you've seen on the advert that she's with the the kid from um, Deadpool 2. And they there are situations where they get in to stuff and the kid from Deadpool 2 and the other guy that they end up teaming up with are talking. And Billy Bobby Brown is just off in the background just doing nothing. Just like kicking her heels, just having a look at a door at one point and just, just doing that, just completely out of it. They said, well, what's, what's the point? What is the point? Unless they're building it up for bigger things in next movies to come out, it it just seems like a complete waste of character. There are a hell of a lot of human characters wasted in this. There are like too many people. Obviously, what they want to do is carry on the franch the each individual franchise as well as the the 
combination of the movie franchise that they're putting together with the way that they've structured this film so they needed to have two sets of characters so they can have one go off with king kong and one go off with godzilla if they survive to the end who knows um but <laughs> but yeah there's a lot of characters wasted that only have like a minute and a half screen time and just basically do nothing that didn't have to be in this film at all in any way shape or form um it's it's good. I really really enjoyed it. But what you you're not really disappointed with the fights that happen, even though like there's only I think three of them in total where Godzilla and Kong fight one another. It's it's not disappointing. I think if they'd have done it all the way through, it'd have just been ridiculous. I think that if they'd have done a more story driven film and then left built it up to this big fight right at the end, then it'd have been disappointing again, so the way that they do it is spaced out during the movie, you follow one going one way, one going the other. That's quite nice, it keeps you entertained all the way through. The storylines are actually pretty good as well, although um, the Godzilla storyline is like hugely obvious. If you know anything about Godzilla whatsoever, it's kind of like obvious what's happening right from the very, very start. Um, I didn't really see the King Kong one coming, that just went a bit insane, but Apparently that serves me right because they allude to the big plot for King Kong in Godzilla King of Monsters, which I didn't know about until I watched um, Honest Trailers. The Honest Trailer for Godzilla vs. Kong. Obviously don't watch it until you've watched the movie because there's a hell of a lot of spoilers in there. But I watched that and it throws back to a clip from Godzilla King of Monsters where he mentions everything that happens in, in this film, which is quite nice. Um, yeah, so, yeah, let's get a little bit spoilery um, now. So, if you've not seen a film, then pause it here, or turn off, and then come back when you've watched it, Watch, listen to the rest of the review. Um, yeah, so like I said, Billy Bobby Brown character is completely wasted. I think if I'd... Their story is that she has been listening to a podcast of a con conspiracy theorist, and she goes to meet him to try to figure out why uh, Godzilla has started attacking humans because obviously he's supposed to be there to protect us that's the entire plot of uh, the the previous two movies of Godzilla for some reason he's started attacking us and she wants to find out why she goes to her dad who was incredible in that Godzilla King of Monsters and is amazing in this he is shit he just completely dismisses us straight away he didn't need to be in this movie in any way shape or form absolutely ridiculous so she goes and she finds her friend who is the guy from um, Deadpool 2 and the pair of them go off to meet this conspiracy theorist. Now there's one too many characters there because like I mentioned a couple of minutes ago, Millie Bobby Brown's got absolutely nothing to do in this film um, to the point where it's ridiculous. I kind of get why they did it. So I imagine they didn't want a younger girl going on her own to meet a crazy conspiracy theorist who she's never known before and just listens to his podcast that'd be a bit creepy so I kind of get where they get that but if I was them I'd have found a better way to do it and I wouldn't have had the guy in uh, in it from Deadpool I'd have had Millie Bobby Brown's character do all the shit that he does because he doesn't do very much either um yeah no real point other than that King Kong's story is amazing um it, the, the 
they it starts with him trapped on Skull Island uh, in, a, in a massive dome, and he knows he's trapped and he's really pissed off about it. Having him speak sign language was a bit ridiculous. I don't think they really needed to do that. They could have had him maybe communicate in other ways instead of basically just straight up talking to him and him understanding everything that they've done. Um, I thought the story of him with the deaf girl, the only surviving member of the tribe that he protected uh, all those years, that that is just devastating. <laughs> A storm wiped out this tribe that King Kong has protected. If you say King Kong Skull Island, this is referring to, so... Why they did it that way, I've got no idea. So, like, King Kong Skull Island is set in the 60s. Now, I know they were setting up everything that's going to come and spiral onto these movies, like the Godzilla movies and all the other monster films that they've done, but it means that they can't use any of the amazing characters. They had Tom Hiddleston and Brie Larson in that, and Samuel L. Jackson for some of the film. Um, they had a lot of amazing characters, but now, obviously, they'd be too old to star in these new movies, so... I don't get why they did it. They could have set it in more modern times and had the, their characters continue and instead they replaced them with other ones who were doing exactly the same thing. Um, but yeah, so Kong's relationship with the little girl who's the only surviving member of this, this tribe he spent his whole life protecting is beautiful. That's really, really well done. Like I say, I probably would have left out the sign language. That was a bit much. Um, the whole weird, crazy stuff that he originated in the centre of the hollow earth was just completely bonkers but i love the fact that they sw swung completely for the fences with it i thought that was absolutely amazing um if you're gonna go you might as well go all in and they, they definitely did with this plot with everything that happens and all the way it's designed and the mad ships and all the stuff that they find and the monsters that they find down there i thought that was absolutely brilliant if you're gonna go for it go for it proper no point in doing half measures and then uh, obviously it culminates in a big fight at the end where we find out that the reason Godzilla has been going crazy and killing humans is because humans have created Mecha Godzilla in order to kill Godzilla and to take over for themselves. Why? I don't get why humans did this. It doesn't make any sense. Godzilla is clear from the two previous movies that Godzilla is 100% on our side he's protecting us he's the king badass and he was leaving us alone to do our own thing so why would you build a electronic version of him to go and murder someone who has helped you out so much it doesn't really explain that and then also it's controlled by the skull of one of the bad monsters that he fights in the previous movie in the king of monsters the thing with three heads i'm pretty sure it's one of the three heads they've got the skull and they are using that along with a brain interface with a human to control mecha godzilla which is just ridiculous absolutely ridiculous i don't so apparently this three-headed monster the, the head's communicated telepathically they wouldn't have to do that they share the same body surely they could have just done like a nervous system thing wouldn't have to be telepathic and um, but they're using that telepathic link as well as well as a funky helmet to control mecha godzilla and for some reason mecha godzilla becomes sentient it doesn't really make any sense he kind of gets an electric shock it's as if like the ghost of this previous monster has inhabited mecha godzilla and goes to get revenge on Godzilla, which is what it was designed to do in the first place. But 
no one's happy about that. Maybe because they know that it's being controlled by a crazy monster that wants all people dead. So, yeah, we see. I don't know, he might have been chill once he'd won. Godzilla was, wasn't he? But, yeah, God knows. Mechagodzilla in this movie looks utter shit. It's unbelievable how crap he looks. Like, as soon as I saw him, I was like, what the fuck have they done there? It was kind of... It was kind of obvious that they were going to do this. As soon as I saw that this movie was coming out, I knew exactly what the plot was going to be. 100% all the way through. But I didn't expect him to look so crap, especially after the end of the Ready Player One movie, where um, Nolan Sorrento's the bad guy in that, and he gets a Mecha Godzilla in that, and it looks perfect. That is exactly how you want Mecha Godzilla to act, look, walk, crash, shoot, fight, everything. Absolutely friggin' perfect. And then they go and make like a skinny, anorexic, naked, half-finished version of it to, to do an actual Mechagodzilla in a Godzilla film. It just looked shit. Like, they should have done a Sonic on it. I think if they, they'd have released... They should have released some pictures of it beforehand so the fans could have just gone nuts and then they could have Sonic the Hedgehog'd it where they go back and redesign the whole character and all that kind of shit. Um, because the fans weren't happy and they refused to watch it. That's what they should have done. Um, yeah, so other than that, and a bunch of wasted characters, too many humans, it's a really good film. It's actually got a plot, though obviously no one's really going watching it for the plot. They just want to see two big monsters fuck, fuck each other up. Um, it's definitely worth a watch. Like I said, I will definitely be catching it in IMAX if it comes out. It's that massive a film, it'd be such a shame not to go to the cinemas to see it as well. So it looks like their plan has worked and they will be getting two lots of money off me, which is quite interesting because I will probably end up doing the same with Mortal Kombat as well. If we get to see that in the pictures as well as watching it on my home screen, then they're going to get double bubble off me for that movie. And everything else, like loads of other massive stuff like Dune, that's another one that needs to be on a big screen. That's coming out on small screen as well. Matrix. Matrix is definitely a cinema visit, man. Might just have to do that first. But then it's really, really cool that I can watch it at the cinema and then come home and watch it again. I love that. And it's definitely what I'll be doing more than anything else. God, this shit's going to cost me a fucking fortune. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Godzilla vs. Kong, definitely worth a watch. I think I'd give it three and a half out of five. Um, yeah. Decent film. So, uh, we have been sent a request of, uh, of a friend of mine called Louis. Uh, I've not spoken to Gary about this yet, actually, so I need to get onto him afterwards uh, to do a review of a film. And yeah, it's a great idea. So, we're going to do it. So, thank you, Louis, for this. Um, the next film that I'm going to watch this week and get a review up next week, hopefully, it'll be with Gazo as well, is um, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. It's on. Amazon Prime, so go away, watch that, and then tune in next week while we'll do a review of uh, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. If you've never heard of it or never watched it, I was going to say it's exactly what it says on the tin, but that I think that's one pun too far. I'll probably be doing that a lot with the review next week, though, so yeah, tune in for that crap. Um, so yeah, until then, thanks very much for watching, thanks very much for listening. Subscribe to us on YouTube, if you want to watch the videos, or on SoundCloud, or on iTunes for just the podcast. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, and we're on Instagram, all under The Movie Garage. So go and give us a like, go and give us a subscribe, 
drop some comments, tell us what you think. Till then, thanks very much and I'll see you soon. Hello, welcome back to the movie garage and it's um, good to be back filming again. Um, I'm just going to get straight back into it. Um, we're going to be doing a review of King Kong vs Godzilla and um, straight in spoilers here. Um, so for me, if, um, if you've gone into this and not known too much about King Kong or God Godzilla, then you're going to think this is stupid or it's you know it don't make sense well for like i'm going into this just knowing enough um i've watched a couple of the films so i know enough about both characters and 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 uh, the backgrounds about them so um and it's still yeah don't get me wrong it is still stupid and I, you know i will point out the stupid bits in it but um, you've got to go into this with um, a bit of an imagination because at the end of the day, it's still Godzilla versus well, King Kong versus Godzilla, and um, you, you can't. It, it's going to be stupid and a bit daft and a bit silly, but for uh, like a bit of lightheartedness and a bit of fun, um, it's definitely worth a watch. Um, I think like visually. It looked stunning. It looked it looked brilliant actually. It looked incredible. I think both characters looked great. I think um, when they went into the um, when they found the new world where uh, Kong's original home is from looked amazing, absolutely brilliant. And the way that they did the uh, switch in the gravity was. Um, it was so different, and um, I I love when they do Kong in in that situation in his natural home. I think visually it looks so much better um, because in Skull Island, I love watching all the stuff from Skull Island and all the and and they brought it into his new home where we got all different types of uh, monsters and. Yeah, creepy crawly kind of animals that are like huge animals and the, the it, it was good to see him showing some that he is the the king of his own world when he got attacked by what it was like a flying snake cross bat kind of thing and completely dominated two of the species that was on there straight away that was really cool, really interesting. Um, the whole, I think the whole film looks more futuristic than normal because it's almost like it felt like if it's gone 30 years forward and uh, not the, what it seemed like the three, three years that they were saying in the film since the last sighting of any of the Titans. Um, it felt so much more advanced uh like the technology in the film and stuff and maybe it's because it was uh, a lot of it was based in hong kong it's like some of the scenes with you know streets that you naturally you associate with them kind of areas and they're so like advanced in technology and it made it feel like that but sometimes this is the downside to that is it kind of made it feel like a video game 
especially in some of the fights, like the, the main big fight scene, it sometimes felt like a bit of a video game. And people, that's, I think it's definitely the part where people would say, it's a little bit stupid. It's, it's getting a bit, uh, it's getting a bit daft. Um, but overall, I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't mind that part. I think there was some great parts in there that that was well played. The the young girl played the such a good, the, the deaf girl played such a good part, and the it brought a bit of feeling back to King Kong with um, teaching them how to use sign language some very good moments there and um, it was caught really well um, I really loved the first battle with King, King Kong and Godzilla the, uh, where, where they were on the ships I thought that was a uh, I enjoyed that more because it felt more real whereas in when they were in the city it, it I think it that's where it looks a bit ridiculous and a bit daft and um King Kong's got some ninja moves going on there, and it, it, it whereas in when they were battling in the ships, it, it felt like the movements was normal movements for a, a huge, well, a, a gorilla. Um, so that was um, a bit daft, and the whole um, I thought it kind of went a whole Batman versus Superman, where it is um, they kind of became mates in the end to fight off the. Um, the robotic Godzilla. Um, um, it was like they both had the same mother's name, uh, like they do on Batman vs Superman. <laughs> um, um, it, it was a bit daft, a bit silly. Um, it was like, yeah, okay, you know, now we're mates. Um, let's let's beat up this uh, electronic dude um, that the scientists have have made, and uh, that was. Uh, uh, yeah, it was a bit daft, uh, a bit silly, but um, overall, um, the film was enjoyable, um, and uh, yeah, it, it's definitely worth a watch. Um, it it it's it's short too, so you know it's a, it 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 kind of actually fly by it, the the time flybys, so um, it's a quick, enjoyable, enjoyable film. You don't really have to think too much about it. There's no, um, they don't dive deep into any background stories because it's all you know. It 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 was what it says in the King Kong versus Godzilla, and uh, we had a, just a huge battle between both twice, and um, I think it was very fan based film, and then I think a lot of fans will enjoy this film. Um, and overall, I would probably give it a three out of five. Um, if like I like things with a bit more background, um, and to to dive a little deeper. Um, but it 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 probably didn't need it. Um, doing this film, so um, I can't give it anything more than a three out of five. So, yeah, there you go. I'm back again. There's my review and. Um, yeah, that's it. Um, ta.